puppets can get away with murder. Well, not murder exactly, but more controversial political discourse than you might imagine. My parents were the victims of a political system, that of the Nazis. My father was the descendant of a prominent Jewish family, but he was also a Lutheran minister in the confessional church that opposed Hitler. When the, when the Gestapo came and got him and locked him up, they didn't tell him whether he was being imprisoned for being a Christian or for being a Jew. In any case, he had friends with loud voices who made so much of a public stink that they finally decided it would be easier to release my father than to put up with the bad publicity. But of course, he had to leave the country. And that's how we ended up in the United States. When I was six or seven, my mother ordered a set of puppets from a craftswoman she knew in Germany. It was a traditional set, Kasperle, kind of like our Punch and Judy sets, Kasperle, his wife Gretel, his mother-in-law, a devil, and other characters. <laughs> our set included a butler in a black robe and a white collar. Well, as you can imagine, he wasn't a butler for long in our family with that black clerical robe and the white clerical collar. He became a pastor. And my father acted out little scenes between him and the devil, where the devil tempted the pastor to do all sorts of outrageous things. I was entranced. My father was, I was 13 when my father died, and my mother gave me the puppets. They got a lot of use, even earning money for my Girl Scout troop when we decided to cater birthday parties. I didn't have to bake a cake or anything. All I had to do was show up and do a puppet show for the entertainment. Fast forward to 1984, when I'd already been a professional puppeteer for 10 years. My best friend and puppet partner, Terry Jean, broke her foot during a summer gig and she was laid up for two months. All of our shows were written for two puppeteers, so I was at loose ends. I figured I may as well use the time to go to Germany, visit relatives, and attend an international puppetry festival in Dresden, in East Germany, behind the Iron Curtain. I was amazed and delighted at the quality and the scope of the East German puppetry. In a country geographically the same size as Iowa, they had 17 permanent puppet theaters, all state supported, at least in part. They had full staffs, they had puppeteers, puppet makers, playwrights, directors, administrative staff, and their shows were good. The thing that really amazed me was how much political satire they could get away with doing. Remember Kasperle, the puppet hero of my childhood? Well, here he was again, only this time he and Gretel and Zeppel and the others took on the characteristics, recognizable characteristics, of government officials and made merciless fun of them. I was amazed that they could get away with that in a country that was essentially a police state. But the thing is, nobody takes puppets seriously. 
That means you can slip in all sorts of things that only the people that are really paying attention notice. Take my puppet troupe, for instance. We mostly perform for children, a lot of folk tales and other stories, but we don't shy away from inserting a little political comment when it seems appropriate. One day we were doing a show in our little downtown park in West Liberty when our lefty friend Rod came with a friend. The story was The Rabbit and the Moon. It's a Mexican folktale about a rabbit who has to leave his village, cross a desert pursued by a coyote, in order to come to a place where he can find work and make a living for his family. Naturally, we added a wall to the story. <laughs> the wall my husband made for us looked suspiciously like the Mexican border wall, corrugated metal, and Ellie, my Mexican partner puppeteer, spray-painted no pass on it. <laughs> when we got all done with the show, the kids had loved it. Everybody clapped and cheered, and Rod's friend leaned over to him and said, I wish they'd do political theater. <laughs> to which Rod said, what do you think that was? <laughs> when I got back from East Germany and reported into Terry Jean, she and I started figuring out ways we could go back to East Germany and see more of their wonderful puppetry. I wrote a letter to the director of UNAMA East Germany, the East German branch of an international puppetry organization that has branches in 99 countries and is dedicated to promoting peace and understanding through the art of puppetry. I told him that we'd love to see more East German puppetry and meet some of the puppeteers and maybe see some of their operations. He responded by inviting us to perform at their next national festival, the only Western troupe invited. So in 1987, we packed up our puppets and our suitcases and boarded a plane for Berlin. My West German cousin, Hellman, met us at the airport and took us to Checkpoint Charlie, where we would be crossing the border from West Berlin to East Berlin. East Berlin. The name sent shudders up Western spines. It was separated from West Berlin by an ugly concrete wall. The Western side looked pretty much like any other Western big city with department stores and nice restaurants and, and billboards and neon signs and traffic jams. The Eastern side looked like a concrete desert. There were lots of concrete high-rises that looked as if looked shoddy and looked as if they'd been thrown up in a hurry after World War II, because indeed they had. East Germany did not have the benefit of the Marshall Plan that rebuilt West Germany. Not only that, uh, the state ordered the mean, owned the means of production, so most of the things that were made in East Germany were exported to earn money and not to be enjoyed by the people who lived there. We got to Checkpoint Charlie, our border crossing, and we were like rock stars. It turned out the border guard loved puppetry. <laughs> she was very impressed that we'd been invited to perform at the National Festival. That's quite an honor, she said. Oh, those puppets, I would love to have seen them, but to unpack them would be way too much work. Go, have a good time. And so 
The bleakness of the city was in sharp contrast to the warmth of our welcome. My cousins, my East Berlin cousins, were waiting for us on the other side with bells on. We walked the seven blocks to their family home in the Glinkastrasse, where their mother, my cousin, was waiting for us with coffee and cake. The next morning, we boarded the train for Magdeburg, the festival city. When we arrived, there were two young men waiting for us at the station with big bouquets of flowers. The first one, Bernd, asked us in German, Sind Sie die amerikanischen Puppenspieler? To which Andre quickly translated, he says, are you the American puppeteers? Andre was kind of disappointed when he realized I was fluent in German. <laughs> but on the other hand, Terry Jean's German skills were very limited. So he stuck to her and translated every word for her, driving her a little batty. <laughs> they were assigned to be our guides. They took us everywhere. They, took, they came to shows with us. They took us shopping to spend the money that we'd earned performing, which would be no good when we got at home. Um, we went out to eat together. Why, they even took us to see the Till Eulenspiegel fountain in, the, in one of the main squares in Magdeburg. It was a fountain that depicted our puppet hero, our namesake, Till Eulenspiegel, who had reportedly played some of his best tricks in Magdeburg. One day they showed up in, in Bernd's Trabi. The Trabi is, was short for Trabant, which was the car of East German manufacture. A tiny little car made of plastic with a two-stroke engine, kind of like a lawnmower, spewing pollution behind it as it went down the road. We got in and I said, where are we going, Bant? He said, there's a little village nearby that's celebrating its 1,050th birthday. They're having a little festival. So off we went. Terry Jean had been feeling a little homesick, but she perked right up when we got to that festival. It looked just like an Iowa town festival. She said, look, they've got a beer tent, they've got a fire engine, they've got a petting zoo. We could be in Iowa. To which I responded, plus 900 years. <laughs> Magdeburg was far enough from the border that it didn't get much in the way of Western television. And with no television of interest to see, people mobbed the puppet shows. Bant and Andre came along too, of course. After each of our shows, the other puppeteers came up to ask us questions. Did they ask how we made our puppets or why we chose the story we chose or anything like that? No. They wanted to know how on earth you could make a living as a puppeteer in a market economy. <laughs> Just three years later, they had to find out for themselves. At the end of the week, Bant and Andre took us back to the train station, and we started the long trip home. Two years later, when the wall came down, we started hearing about the extent to which the Stasi, the secret police, had infiltrated people's daily lives. Neighbors reported on neighbors, family members reported on family members. If you were a civil servant, even if you were a museum director or a library director, you had to have regular meetings with the Stasi and submit reports. It dawned on me, wait, 
Bount and Andre weren't just being nice guys. They were reporting on us to the Stasi. At first, it made me feel really creepy. But the more I thought about it, the more I was at peace with that. After all, they were, living, they were doing what they had to do to live in, within their paradigm, just as we were doing what we had to do to live within ours. And, at, and in spite of everything, we got to be friends. They really were nice guys. I've been thinking about this trip a lot lately. There's such a level of hatred and fear in the air these days. It makes me think of the fear that Germans had of the Jews during the Nazi era, and the fear that all of us Americans had of the Soviet bloc during the Cold War. I wonder, is fear just part of our DNA? In any case, I know one thing, it is totally non-productive. No matter how big our differences, political or otherwise, at the bottom of it, we're all human beings much more alike than we are different. Thank you. Thank you.